Good day to you all, and welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined by my dad, Jack Brinker. Two generations today. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Doing great. Got another yeah. nice day here on the East Coast. So it's been nice here too. We've had days that have uh, gotten up into the 80s, but that's you know that's uh, we've been cooling off, and uh, yeah. and the evenings have been very cool. Uh, and then as well, I was just sharing with you as as the evening was cool, we had our dog go dogs go out last night, and one of them just starts going crazy, and we go rushing out to see what's wrong with him. And uh, I would say he treed a possum, but he didn't tree it. It was sitting up on top of a fence, and it probably was sitting there before he came out because he's no bigger than the possum. So I don't think the possum was particularly scared of him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, but I'm sure that the possum was not thrilled with the prospect of all three dogs. Being out there, it was funny though because I have small uh, wiener dogs, and they uh, two of them never looked up. They didn't. They paid no <laughs> attention, never barked, never even realized that there was something there. Even after yeah. we came out and shined a flashlight on him, they were just walking around, sniffing at the ground, and getting ready to do their thing. They they yeah. go out before they go to bed at night, and so that's what that was. Yeah, crit- critters are kind of interesting, especially in dog reaction. I I grew up on a farm in Kansas, as you know, and uh, yeah. we used to we used to trap animals so i uh i would have to say that possums are about 20 to to anything else uh in kansas because we got lots and lots of possums but occasionally a raccoon would be next yeah we've seen raccoons here actually in fact uh elaine goes out on uh walks sometimes in the mornings before the sun comes up and she's seen raccoons uh, here in our community so uh but yeah we see possums pretty regularly and uh I'm not one for possum stew, so I just leave them alone. <laughs> and they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, are uh, supposed to eat bugs, and and uh, they definitely. We have an avocado tree and an orange tree, and when they have fruit on them, they uh, definitely will knock down some fruit occasionally and eat it. But uh, it's yeah. usually not, you know, enough that they're not like damaging my crop to the point where I don't have any. So I just, uh, if they take one or two, that's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't see any small critters here on the East Coast since we've been here. We've been here over 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I think I saw a squirrel one time come into my yard. But uh-huh. I know there's squirrels out there, but we, we have deer. And so yeah. we see deer more than anything. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the times I've visited, I've seen deer. I haven't seen little critters. Um, you know they got to be out there, though. Part of what it is is where you live in North Carolina. Um, you know, the, each little enclave of houses is separated by woods. And so they have no reason to want to go down into somebody's yard because there's woods. Yeah, and so the woods true. are better for them. They give them better cover. They give them their food, their housing. You know, it's like, why would they want to go down to a yard? That's like a desert for them, comparatively yeah. speaking, you know? Unfortunately, gradually, those woods are disappearing yeah, see a lot of development going on now, and yeah. every once in a while you kind of cringe, like uh, so much woods are taken out, you know, yeah. and it, especially if they're building a big industrial complex, you know. Mm-hmm. Oops, there's my there's my accessory not supported again. Huh. So let me let me just before I even take that, well, maybe I'm trying to get my fingernail in there. Okay, I got the thing detached. Well, that didn't make the message go away because I still got to say okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to remove the message, but it might remove the issue. 
So for those of you who are listening, he has a an iPad that's getting accessory not supported. The only two accessories he has attached to it are his, uh, his um, Apple Pencil 2 and uh-huh. his keyboard. He's got smart keyboard attached to it because it's a it's a twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, and uh, and so you know it's it is accessory not supported error keeps popping up, um, and I had seen that occasionally with when it, with uh, iPhones when well, I had a Lightning port on an iPhone you know and yeah. and I was using a, a generally when I was using a non Apple wa- uh, connector every once in a while I would get that. Usually, if you clean the iPod, the the Lightning port out, it was a uh, not an issue. But I've never seen that happen with USB C. So, but you uh, know, I don't know why it would say not supported. That would say, you know, it's uh, it's, it's trying to read a number or something for the well. When anything attaches, yeah. yeah, when anything attaches to the device, it has a device ID, and they communicate that before they then communicate anything else. So, if for some reason the connection's becoming flaky. It like is re-establishing the connection repeatedly, and it's uh-huh. maybe misreading it because there's like your connectors are dirty. The other thing I would say is try cleaning your connectors. Yeah, they're so little. Though. I don't know. Yeah, Just they're not hard to clean though. Like like, to... like little needles. <laughs> yeah, a little pencil eraser, rub it on yeah. there. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's uh, you know it's just annoying. I understand. You know, it's one of those things where you don't want messages popping up when it uh when it's still still working just you know it's like everything else is working fine clearly it's not having a problem when i type on the keyboard it works um so uh and have you have you had a problem typing on the keyboard and the keyboard didn't work you you know i don't use the keyboard very often anymore uh Uh i'm uh, i'm just you know i'm a reader uh so it's just a, a cover and and then I don't necessarily even flip it over to cover it because I just it's just on there. So it's just taking up space. And I was thinking about just using it without it, except that it's a little so it's it got rid of some weight, but then uh, it's awfully uh, uh, slick. You know, I'm, I might not uh-huh. be able to hold it, but I'm going to just go ahead and use it without the the thing on there for now and see how it works. Because I've, yeah. I've had it on there so long, and it's getting worn out just from handling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you might consider just getting a regular case to use. Because if you're not using that keyboard, then just take it off and put on a regular case. The whole thing will be just a smidge thinner and lighter. And, yeah. uh, and you know, and, and it'll work better for you. Yeah, probably. So, anyway, if I really want to do something with a keyboard, I, I have a little computer. So, my MacBook. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway uh, I shared with you a link from the Apple support community um, on iPad keyboard accessory not supported by this device errors. So, okay. So there's a whole bunch of people talking about it and things that they do, including people that manage them for schools and stuff. So, um, so they have a lot of experience with it. So, yeah. You know, there, that's one thing. You know, we don't talk about it very often, but, you know, when things don't go right or they don't seem to be working the way you want or you want to want to know how to use something, Apple actually has a really good support community, not only of uh, of just, you know, smart folks who use their stuff, but also of their own specialists. And when you go to the support page, um, you know, you can 
do a a search. In fact, basically all you get is a search bar, but you can then click on on um, specific devices down below if you want to narrow that search to a specific device. Um, and you know the answers that they have. I mean, just about any any issue that you're going to have, somebody else has had it already because there's so many of them out there. That um, you know, there's there's very often. Uh, helpful information that just says, "Oh, push this button and do this," or, or you know, here's how you do a hard yeah. reset to to get back to square one, um, and uh, you know, it's pretty useful. Yeah, you know, uh, I was going to say, uh, my my wife probably would never have used any of these devices uh, if I weren't here to answer questions because, right. you know, she has no. She, interest in technology at all right just and the the worst problem that she's had lately is uh apps that don't work you know internet apps Uh uh-huh and and that's frustrating because they're all made by different manufacturers and it's really hard to figure out sometimes why her apps don't work explain what you mean by internet apps well she's she's on the browser you know uh-huh. And she's just she's just on a website, I see. so it's all in Safari. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I've and I've had this problem too. It, I don't know whether it's really the internet app or not, but right. it kind of comes up dead. The touch surfaces, you know, you try to push a button. There's a button right. there. You push, you push, you push, and nothing happens. Interesting. And uh, that's that's a one that she hasn't had until just recently and i'm figuring gosh if she starts having that as often as i have right this this is going to be really bad you know what um what version of the ipad does she use is she is she on one that can use the most recent version of the operating system or is she on an older one oh oh, oh no she's she's got a recent one okay. it's uh uh i forgot what it's called uh it's uh huh. it's an ipad one of the early it, iPad Airs, or a, uh, or oh, a, uh, within within a couple of years, it's not. Uh-huh. It, oh, it is an Air. That's right. It is. That's what I was trying to think of. It's an right. iPad Air. It was the iPad Air before the iPad Air started changing sizes and shapes because it looks like a regular iPad. It's the nine point eight inch right. size iPad, right? So it's like an iPad Air yeah. two. Right. Yeah. Because I think the Air one and two were ba- looked just like regular iPads, but they had some additional features, and then the. Um, the three was like a ten-inch size, and then the four went to the the new squared-off edges and stuff. So, um, yeah, the two is still still supports the most recent um, version of the operating system. So even though it's a couple years old, it's uh, um, you know fully updated. Yeah. The reason I was asking is because I remember in the last version of the operating system, they made some some major changes to Safari and made it. Um, behave and and uh and present itself to the world more as a desktop safari as, as instead of a portable one because early on that was a problem as you'd be using your ipad and it would it would identify itself as a portable operating system and a lot of web pages would then present you with what was essentially a phone interface on this bigger screen and it was like no i don't want that i want the interface to look just like it does on my laptop and they're supposed to have fixed that for the most part but yeah. uh, it's interesting you're seeing some issues. I don't know that I've I've experienced that. Yeah. And I use my iPad in the evenings a lot. That's my, my primary device in the evenings. During the day, I'm usually in my office, and I'm sitting in front of a big screen. My my computer's here. 
Uh -huh. um, and so I don't use my iPad as much during the day. But uh, and and the other one which I've taught her how to use is the one that saves the uh, uh, password. You know. Uh, uh huh. And, do, you, uh, do you use the? Is it you use the built-in feature, or you do, do you use something like One Password? Uh, no, I use the built-in feature most. Uh, well, all all the time. That's my intention. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the things that I have found troublesome is that I've gotten into trouble a couple times now when I use the Apple supplied big long random number. You know, instead of my shorter right. featured number. Right. You know, me something you it. remember. Rather yeah. than a memorable word, uh, password, you use a, a difficult to remember password. Yeah, uh, that's right. And and uh, when things go wrong there, uh, and they ask you for the number and it's wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. Now now where do you go? <laughs> you gotta yeah. you gotta rename it. You know, you gotta re redo it. And, uh, and that, that well, gets... you know when you when you. When you go to a site and and you click on the little thing and it says you know do you want to put your password in here on the right hand side there if if you can if it's automatically filling it it gives you a little key there because it's for the the password keychain if you click right. on that key it'll ask you for your password th that you use to log into your device and then it'll list all of the passwords and you can edit that list you can go down and look at it you can you can do anything you need to do there you can manage yeah. the list of passwords. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. But one of the things, though, that I, I think happens is that certain sites have more than one real entry point, uh -huh. and they sometimes use different passwords. And just yeah. because you're just because you're at somebody's site, you don't, you know, and you uh, you think you should use their password. Well, they don't right. have just one password. You yeah, know? yeah, and, and they don't tell you that, you know. Yeah, some decide, some some sites are clearly designed such that they're they make it difficult for password managers to really be of any benefit to you. Um, but you know, I mean, I think what we've learned though too is is that if you don't use something like a password manager, um, then you're more than likely going to have a simple password, which is going to end up getting cracked somewhere. And I think the next generation of password managers are also going to automatically go and change passwords for you at regular intervals so that, you know, when you get so, so that you're you're rotating that hard to remember password uh, without you having to go and manually, you know, change your password at each site that you go to. Um, yeah, but I, I also thought that a biometric password so that we kind of all I have the unique password is is as, as good as you can get. Yeah, and, and and in that sense, I think the optical one ought to be the best one, you know, or der at least derived from it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they, you know, the access to um, the password manager on on your phone or on your uh, iPad is uh, is available to you via your Face ID and or your Touch ID already. I mean, when you come to that site and say autofill. It, yeah. You know, it'll it'll pop up and ask you, and I'm sure they're going to integrate that into Mac OS as well. Now that they've got touch sensors on the newer keyboards, yeah. you know, because for a long time their desktop machines had no way of doing that. Um, you know, yeah. but they've had they've had Touch ID on the Mac or on the laptops for a while. Yeah. So anyway, I, I I'm anxious for them to get to that point and just forget about these other types of passwords. Just 
just use one that works, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time provides some protection, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, what they'll do is they'll maybe, you know, use a, a hash of your biometric data for, for a password, but they're not going to use the same, same one for each site because that's not secure. So yeah, there's still going true. to be, there's still going to be a, a layer where it's like they ID you and then they create a password for the site. And that's essentially what they're doing now. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what Apple's doing anyway. I mean, other people are doing it differently or doing different things, but. Yeah. But that's, that's a hassle for everybody in the, in the internet world, you know? Yeah. But you know, you're never going to want to use the same password, whether it be biometric or otherwise for every site, because that site gets hacked and now your password is gone and you can't change a biometric password. It's, it's you. So they'll use that. They'll use that to identify who you are, but then they'll have a lookup table of what password they used for each different site based on identifying you. Yeah. Which already exists. So they do that. Yep. Right. So, so there you go. Biometrics are in use. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, not as convenient as they need to be. It's there's still hiccups, you know, and yeah. and I, I it'd be nice if if you know the 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 big uh, uh, tech companies would all come together and say, okay, here's the standard, here's how you create a login page, and then all of the content management people and everybody else gets on board with that, so that there's a standard, so that then your password management tools will work all the time, as opposed to, you know, some some guy who does a homegrown login page that doesn't quite follow the rules. Um, right, you know, and they maybe well, feel like they have a reason to do that, but 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 the, but the real weakness is when you allow somebody to be limited, uh, uh, alphanumeric, uh, and uh, and a small set of it at that, you know, right? Because pe- people make it easy on themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and, and see, I haven't run thing. into that. I haven't run into that recently, though. Most of them allow pretty large passwords and lots of random numbers and shapes, and most of them are case sensitive, and so. You know, they give you a pretty wide variety of of, of uh, password options. Yeah, but but still, the mind, if it's going to be remembering things, is is kind of limited, and because uh, it's got to make all these associations, so you never want to have too many of them. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Most most people are using, at least in the in the Mac iOS world, aren't using their memory to remember passwords anymore. They're using the the built in password thing, so. But, you don't have to remember That's, anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you use the tools. Right. Um, that said, I will tell you, uh, for me, the one place I refuse to do that is subscriptions to to uh, uh, streaming services. I have too many times had to log into and remember the stupid password for uh, streaming services. For whatever reason... At least, at least a dozen times a month, one or another streaming service asks me to log in again to confirm that I'm really me. I think they're terrified that they're getting ripped off. And so I have to re-log in all the time. And uh, I don't like know, typing in the... Pa- I don't the, the autofill password thing doesn't work, so I have to type it in. So you know what? I don't have a hard one. I have a fairly easy one, and I figure if somebody figures it out and watches my show, I haven't lost anything, so I don't give a crap. Well, 
the, the fact is is that uh, people do give other people their passwords and let them use them. And right. That's that's why that happens. They really oh. are being ripped off. Oh, I know they are. I know they are. But they they the very fact that they make me put it in all the time means that I'm going to use a simple password because yeah. I'm not going to type in, you know, 18 random characters dashes and, you know, and hash marks to get my stupid movie turned back on. And yeah. so it's going to be as simple and memorable as, as I can make it and and you know because they make me type it in a lot. And yeah. and it does on on Apple TV it doesn't like I don't get to autofill my password because it doesn't yeah. have any biometric measurement. You know, now had they in the last version put a, a, a you know a thumb sensor on the on the remote so that I could just put my thumb on there and get it, then I would say, fine, let's use something that's harder to hack. But they didn't do that. And neither did anybody else. I'm, you know, I'm not just blaming Apple here. You know, If you have a Roku or a Google or an Amazon Fire uh, streaming device, you, know, you have to type in the password again, which just says, in that, in that's one instance where we're going to have real easy passwords. And quite frankly, like I said, most people look at it and go like, so if somebody figures out my password, what have I lost? Nothing. Yeah. You know, they yeah. can go in and change my settings. Okay. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If they you change know. my password so I can't get in, if somebody gets in with my password and changes my password so I can't get in, I stop paying. You know, right. I cancel the account. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like the, the loss here is on the, on the part of the streaming service, not me. And they've, contrived to make it easier for people to steal my password because I'm not going to make a complex password because they asked me for it too much. You know? So until right. until the well, streaming services can get together and force uh, force the manufacturers of streaming devices to put, you know, biometric password management tools so that they can use more complex passwords on their well, devices... Yeah, the fact is that 97% of the time, the password's there to protect whoever you're logging into. It's not for your benefit. Yeah. You know, the ones well, I mean, but you would want a, you want a complex password as a user for a lot of things because you don't want them getting, you know, people getting into your Amazon account, let's say, to steal, you know, to buy things. Um, right. You don't want people getting into your and, bank account, transferring all your money out, you know, those kinds of things. Well, so you're protecting I, I, yourself. I was going to say, the only exception is where you're where you can buy things or withdraw your money, you know? Yeah. You know, you don't want... Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, though, most of the accounts, you are buying something. I'm buying a service here, but mm -hmm. uh, but because it's not a tangible thing, it's not like a physical thing showing up at my house or anything, it's just bits and bits and pieces, you know, if I get in and I can't log into my thing, I just shut down my account. Like I said, I just stop paying. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of, see, a lot of stuff where... You're, you're not really buying it. It's a freebie. It's out there from somebody. I, I don't know why, you know, you need to pay, even have a password for either side. It's people who are willing to give you news or information. There's all kinds of free yeah. sources. That's that's yeah. what made the, the web attractive, you know? Yeah, you know, and, and there are companies like the, the New York Times and the, and the Washington Post that try to, uh, you know, they'll do something like let you have one or two articles for free each month and then after that they'll tell you oh you got to subscribe um yeah you know and it's funny and I, I, there's there's a variety of news places that do that i have yet to have one of them when i go to it for the first time 
tell me, not tell me that I've already used my free ones. And I'm like, I've not been to your website before. I couldn't have used my free looks at your website. You know, they, <laughs> they don't count that right. They don't do it well. Um, you know, yeah. the, in, and, fact, and, it, in fact, I thought the other day to myself that Apple is getting to, to be uh, uh, a nuisance in the sense that if you go to their websites, they, they sprinkle them with all these buttons to push to subscribe to more more crap that I don't want, you know. And, and oftentimes they're not that well labeled. I mean, you have to really know what to look for. What websites sure are you don't... referring to? Well, I'm saying that something to subscribe to uh, uh, Apple uh, stuff, music or... or uh, yeah, but where are you seeing this? News, mostly. It's, so it's you're talking one... about in the, in the Apple News app? Yeah. Okay. They're, you know... I, I don't get in there. I don't want to see their damn things all over the place, and that's what they are. They're, they're on in, tagging individual items. You know, the, these are the ones. You know, and I just see. I'll just see a headline, and there's nothing right by that headline that says this is a an advertisement subscription only. It's down at the bottom. There's a little Apple something symbol. So it's not obvious because it's not placed right, and they know that. But it ends up that it takes me to their subscription thing you know because yeah. I just the headline is catchy and i said oh i'll bang it yeah it's, well yeah because what happens is is apple news has one feed but if you're not a subscriber to apple news anything that that is not that, that requires a subscription when you click on it just says sorry this requires a subscription and right. if you look at it like here's an example i'm looking at apple news right now and there's an article from the wall street journal Underneath it, for me, because I subscribe because it's part of the Apple One package, it says your subscription to Apple News Plus. If I were not a subscriber, it would say uh, requires subscription to Apple News Plus. But it says it in well, light it says, gray underneath that. If you were to click on that, it would come up as an ad to say, you know, hey, why don't you subscribe to Apple News Plus? But but the News Plus thing is not right below the title. It's way it down is. at the bottom of the little previous article. Now, it's, 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 it's they, right... In my case, and, and I think this is at least this is what I have seen, and maybe you're just not seeing it, but that's what I see is it is right there. No, like it, it's sometimes two or three inches below, depending on how much lead in they give you as okay. a te teaser. Yeah. See, I just sent you the picture, and you can see right below the world uh, words, uh, the Wall Street Journal. It says your subscription to Apple News Plus in light gray, and that's where you know. Uh, I just. I don't see it on your thing. Oh, I do see News Plus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not where mine would be. Never, never like that. It's it's never by the title, or actually, what the title I'm talking about is the college admission thing down here at the bottom because that's what I read. I don't care where it's from. It's well, what, I just the article. You see? Yeah. Well, see. So you, what you're saying is, is it's there. It's just not where you look. Right. <laughs> you look at the right. title. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, because the the gotcha, the catch lines is is the is the thing that. Yeah. That's the headline up, is know? is usually <laughs> what draws your eyes, right? Not the title of the of the the, the source. The magazine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they put it up under the title of the source and let you know that hey, that's part of the subscription thing. But I do think, and this was an irritation, and and I think that they quite honestly are being a little dishonest about it in in that. 
you if they if if you are not a subscriber to News Plus, you just want the plain news feed, then what they should do is edit it so that everything that you see is just the plain news feed. You don't see the News Plus stuff. Now it's okay if they want to put a a link or something in there that says, "Hey, if you want more news, click here." And you know you can you can see what what you're missing from News Plus, but to just put the News Plus stuff in there and then, and not really clearly identify it as not something you can see unless you have News Plus, is is annoying. Now I say that and I'm looking at this and everything that I'm all those all the little links that our News Plus have Apple have a little Apple the word News and Plus right behind them, and then there are articles that don't have that, and those are the ones yeah. that you could read. Yeah. So they actually are identifying it pretty well if you go look for the identifying marks. It's yeah. just... But I, I'd like yeah. a button in, in the setup somewhere that says no ads. <laughs> yeah, well, they would say those aren't ads. Those are just articles you don't have access to. If you want access to those articles, all you have to do is subscribe to Apple News+. Plus. That's an ad. That's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It, it's it's a real irritation. And there was a period of time when I had I when it first came out, I subscribed to Apple News Plus, and then I I stopped, and um, it wasn't that big a deal to me. And although it was really annoying, I I actually then ended up not reading Apple News Plus, and in fact, I started reading Google News, uh, because yeah. Google News doesn't do that. <laughs> And so you can just watch Google News and everything I click on in Google News, I can actually read. Although I say that Google News also uh, and they don't put any kind of marker on it, whether it's not. But uh, if you go to a Google News article uh, and you click on a link, you may not be able to read the whole article. Because, again, if you go to certain providers uh, like the uh, New York Times or the Washington Post, uh, it'll pop up and say, hey, you have to have a description to the New York Times or the Washington Post. Because it's just stuff that's out on the web, and they yeah. they put a lot of their stuff behind a um, uh, a paywall, which you know is irritating. But you know it's their business, their choice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the. Um, well, anyway, they're 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 yeah. doing what they're going to do, you know, and it's yeah, just one of those things. Yeah. Well, quite honestly, I think, you know, and, and you've talked about this before, you know, Apple has like six or seven subscription things, right? And if you start adding up how much you're paying for them, it might make sense for you to just pay for the uh, Apple One subscription and then you get it all. And then this whole problem goes away, which is, of course, what Apple wants you to do. But, That's right. But <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if it makes dollars and cents for you, you know, if you add up what you're doing and, you know, you're within five bucks of, of just getting all of it, it's probably worth the irritation plus then you have access to other stuff that you may or may not use you know yeah. i don't use all of it like the apple um arcade the game stuff I, every once in a while i go look at it but i don't play games so i don't i don't use any of the apple arcade stuff even though it's included in the apple one package so i get it but i you know i never use that but i use the storage and i had used that before apple one existed you know and i i have apple music so i use i paid for that before apple one existed uh, and I love Apple TV Plus, and so um, I paid for that as soon as I could, um, although they gave it to you for free for quite a while. And if you add those three together, that is what I was what I pay for the Apple One package. So rather than buying the three separately, I pay for the same amount for the Apple One package, and I get the other services as well, which is, you know, includes their, um, what do they call their exercise thing? 
I can't remember what it's called. Apple Fitness uh, Plus, I think. Fitness, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was just uh, thinking about Paper White uh, because I had a guest here last week that had one. And, uh, oh, uh-huh, I had a little I, Kindle? I hadn't thought about that in a long time, and now it looks like they've got a new new one out with a larger display, which was one of my complaints about the things before is that I, at my age, I want big letters. <laughs> yeah. Well, regardless of the size of the display, you can increase the yeah. size of the words on the page on all of them. So, you know, that's a... Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, I, I'm so used to my 12-inch size iPad that anything yeah. else looks little, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're the size of a paperback book, generally speaking. Yeah. And but, I think you're mistaken. The, the 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 size of the Kindles and the Paperwhites are all the same as they have been. They have a larger Kindle Fire tablet, but that's like your iPad. That's not the um, the the uh, what do they call not it? Not the, the Paperwhite. The e-ink type paper. Yeah, no, it's just a regular LED screen. The Fire uh, tablets are regular LED screens, and and the largest one they have is a 10 inch. So it would be like the standard iPad. Pro or iPad Air, as opposed to the, in fact, it's a little bit smaller uh, than the, so it's not nearly as big as your 13-inch. I don't know why they go 12.9. It's so irritating. It's it's a 13-inch device. Come on, just say it's a 13-inch. 12.9. Yeah. No, nobody measures in in tenths of an inch. So that's right. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a lot smaller. So the so if you want the paper white ink device, it's going to be the size of a paperback book. Um, but again, yeah. you can change the um, the the size of the type to anything you want. So, yeah. Well, anyway, it says the current uh, paper white this replaces is a six inch, and so it's almost seven inch now. <laughs> six point <So>. eight <laughs> makes you wonder so. why they stop at certain sizes, but whatever. I've always been tempted by the paper white. There's some features uh-huh. of that that I kind of like. Especially well, it, it, it is much mom. easier to read if you're, like, sitting out somewhere just wanting to read. Um, yeah. You know, and, and frankly, that's what, you know, mom does all the time. She would find this right. easier on her eyes than a... Um, uh, I think you're still fact. looking at the Kindle Fire and not the paper white. No, I'm I'm looking at the paper white. I'm 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 in an article on the paper white. Okay, I'm looking at the Amazon page on the paper white, and all of the Kindles, the regular Kindle, the kids Kindle, and the Kindle paper white are six inch screens, and there's a seven inch screen on the Kindle Oasis, which has been around for a while, and it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, this this is apparently one that's just advertised. It doesn't say it's released yet. A new new generation of de- devices appears to have leaked via a sense-removed comparison chart on Apple or on Amazon Canada. And okay. two new devices are shown. Okay? okay, so this isn't something that actually exists yet. It might That's, exist. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. There's right. a rumor. Okay, that makes more sense because um, I was actually just looking at Kindle, Kindle Paperwhites the other day. I have one, but it's like three generations old. Um and uh, so I was thinking, well, you know what? And every once in a while, Apple or Apple, Amazon puts them on sale for like half price. Like the paper white regularly is $130. And, well, and I've seen it on sale for like, you know, 60 um, 
and the regular Kindle, which is is not quite as white, it's more gray, so there's not it's not as contrasty a screen, is regularly ninety bucks. And I've seen that like thirty five. So anyway, you just have to anyway wait. The, the, according to this article, the two of them on the chart, uh, the Kindle Paper White and the Kindle Paper White Signature Edition are both six point eight inches on the on this chart that leaked that it's no longer there. Uh but anyway, only the, the more expensive model uh, the, is a, has wireless charging alongside more storage and lights that adjust based on the brightness of the environment. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, they may have something. So maybe I'll just wait until whatever it is gets announced. Yeah, I mean, my, I, my I would wait because, I mean, you know, the most of the updates on that device have been pretty minimal. Um, uh, you know, other, I mean, they've been very incremental. I shouldn't say minimal. So it's like, you know, oh, we've got a more contrasty screen. Oh, we've got a better, um, uh, uh, you know, backlighting for reading it in the dark. Oh, we've now made it waterproof. Well, it's not like I go swimming with it. But some people like, to, you know, if they take baths, they like to sit in the bathtub and read. So, you know. Um, Funny you mention that. They have a picture on here of the last paper white released in 2018 with water all over it. <laughs> right, right, which is, you know, that was one of the things they had was waterproof. And I'm like, okay, I don't sit out in the rain and and, and read that much. But they they show it like, you know, I've seen the, the pictures they seem to show it are like it sitting in a puddle or something. You know, it's like, huh, I don't drop yeah. it that often either. But okay. Um but yeah, if they're going to go with a little bit larger screen, I think that's something that would be valuable to some people because you know, I mean, that's a full inch larger diagonally, so that's going to give you significant. In fact, what it does is it basically makes it the same size as the um, the Kindle Oasis, which has been a seven inch screen for some time. Um, yeah. Anyway, the last pair of sentence on here it says Amazon typically has a fall hardware event sometime at the end of September, so we might yeah. not be too far away from an announcement. So yeah. Well, and apparently they leaked it on their own site, so it was like it got posted before it was supposed to, uh, which is that, that you know that sounds Strat- more part of the yeah, strategy, right? <laughs> possibly strategy, but it certainly sounds more. Um, uh, and, and I will tell you too that the regular the, the Kindles, the Kindle and the Paperwhite, and everything, they were all on sale uh, about a month ago. So maybe they're trying to clear out inventory to make room for the new new devices yeah. coming out in the fall. But they kind of do that every year, so. Um, you know, like I said, they, they go on sale on and off at different times. You just if you're looking to buy one, I always say just you know don't don't ever pay full price for the Amazon Kindle or Amazon Fire tablets. Just just wait, they'll be on sale. And when like when they do their um, their Amazon uh, online days and stuff, their their super sales, the stuff that's always discounted the most is their own stuff, right? So sure. it's it's the, uh, the that's another good time to buy uh, an Amazon tablet. I'll tell you what, though, you know, they're, they're fire tablets, which are more uh, LED based and more in competition with like the um, the uh, uh, iPads. Yeah. I I tell people, you know, if if you are pressed for money and you need a um, uh, a way to get into Zoom meetings and. Uh, um, you know, just an, a, a tablet type device or, or, or a, a way to be connected. One of the cheapest and best ways to do it is through an Amazon Fire tablet. I mean, for 49 bucks, you can get a seven inch Fire tablet. And yeah, it's not the greatest cameras in the world. It's not the greatest screen in the world. But you know what? It's got a browser built in. 
It's got um, uh, access to games. It's a Kindle reader. It, it uh, Zoom is from the Amazon store. You can download Zoom and Skype, and so you can do Zoom and Skype if you have access to Wi-Fi. You could, for 50 bucks buy this thing and go sit down at your library and have complete connectivity and, and uh, meetings and whatever else you needed. Um, or if you've got Wi-Fi at home, you can sit and do it there. Um, and that's a 7-inch display. It's not huge. Um, if you want a, a faster processor and a bigger screen, they have an 8-inch screen that's that's 90 bucks, And then their, their uh, 10-inch tablet's only 150 bucks, And you can get a 10.1-inch 1080p yeah. HD screen. And again... You know, all the software that you need to run, if you need to get to uh, um, any of the um, uh, Google online documents, uh, spreadsheets, or any of that kind of stuff to work, they have the apps to do that directly. Their their browser is based on Chromium, so it runs that stuff just fine. Um, you know, you can do Instagram there, Pinterest there, Spotify there, Amazon, obviously all the Amazon um uh, shows they've got Hulu and and HBO apps and I mean it's it literally is is you know I mean their their 10 inch one is half the price of uh, of the Apple 329 dollar eight inch screen and or 9.8 inch and this is 10.1 so it's a smidge larger now it's it's a slower device it's the it's a little kludgier but it's half the price and if you don't have the money like I said you can start into that world for for 49.99. And that's the regular price. I've had it. On, I've seen it on sale for thirty dollars, and so for thirty bucks, if you catch it on sale, you have a perfectly workable tablet. Um, yeah. I have one of those tablets that I uh, and I upgraded every once in a while for Elaine. Uh, she takes it into school to use for um, playing music in her classroom. She has a little Bluetooth speaker, and she uses that tablet, and and she runs Spotify on it. We download music onto the device, and. And so she doesn't have to have Wi-Fi connectivity to play because the music's on the device, and she Bluetooth streams it to the speaker, and that way she can just play music in the background. Huh. You know, and and huh. I got it on sale. I wait every year, or not every year. You know, I, I update, I upgrade it every two or three years, uh, but I wait till it's on sale, and I get it for like thirty bucks. You know, and it's it's, yeah. you know, it, it I've used it enough to know that it can be used for lots of other features. Um. But, um, but you know, if, if that's attra- it, it doesn't have the attractions of the paper white for a person who's already got Apple devices, Apple iPads. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's definitely I mean, if you want to, if you want just a reader, then the paper white is hard to beat. It's it's yeah. much easier to read. It really is. So, you know, for somebody like yeah. mom, I'm surprised that she hasn't read about that and told you before that she wanted you to get her a paper white. Well, I, I thought about it when i got her first ipad (laughs) yeah and uh well when these uh, new when these new ones come out you might want to get one and let her and load her books on it and let her see what she and see what she thinks and if she doesn't like it you can send it back you know you've got a a 30-day window to return things the only problem there is that she can't buy from apple no right can't buy books from apple oh she's been kindle yeah you gotta buy apple books Oh, so all of her books are in the Apple bookstore instead of from the uh, a lot, Kindle. A lot of them, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Because because there's a, a book service that she also gets think, the books through that a lot cheaper than than she can get it from Apple. Uh, do you know what that book service is called? 
I forget it, but I I only think about it when it comes. It came. They found me, and I just uh -huh. forward the email to her. Right. You know. I'm just and, interested. Uh, that sounds that sounds um, like something that would be interesting to people is the idea of a book service, and I'm curious if if the I would be surprised if Kindle supported it because they you know they're locked into the Amazon world. That's the whole point, right? Right. Right. So, uh, and I, you know, I just don't pay attention to it that much. So I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I, maybe she, she being the one who uses it, and it's on her mm -hmm. card and they got her name. But they, probably, they probably stopped sending it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm, I think that's something that would be good to share. You ought to find that out so we can, we can uh, at least share what, yeah. what it is because uh, there might be people inter interested in that. Yeah, I, I'll have to do that. So, uh, yeah, because I I would be surprised if Amazon allowed that company to have an app on their device, and their and the Kindle um, e-ink readers, the the just straight Kindles, not the Fires, but the Kindles, uh, like the Paperwhite and the Oasis, they don't really have apps. They don't they don't uh, you can't download software from other vendors on there. Those are dedicated readers. Well, well while we're um, talking about cheap books it says here get great free books to read on kindle and apple books right now and this article uh is is a cnet culture newsletter or cnet uh thing and uh hmm. books have and excellent reads for under ten dollars but you know what's better than a cheap book yep a free book Thanks to the magic of the public domain, there are many books you can read exactly zero dollars from reading services, mm -hmm. uh, and I suspect they're probably libraries. It's possible. I know uh, that the um, that the library allows you to check out. Um, at least our local library allows you to do electronic checkout of eBooks. Well, for example, if you're on Apple Books, uh, download Peter Pan free on Apple Books. Yeah. Okay. Parents well, there's a whole bunch of classic. Their kids. There's a bunch okay, of classic they're... books that I know are in the public domain, and so you can download them onto any reader and read them for free. Well, there's a, a thing that's called Frankenstein. Download Frankenstein free on Kindle or Apple Books, and that will allow you to get classics for high right. school. It says English classes and stuff like that. Then but that's a, a little. I think that's a little. Um, uh, uh, misleading though because they say download on kindle they're talking about download onto a kindle uh, fire or they can say download on, it into the kindle library it, and then you can get to it from any kindle device well it it says download frankenstein free on apple Kind or on uh, amazon kindle okay to my knowledge so, the kindle doesn't allow you to download anything so it would have to be on the kindle fire hmm now, maybe they're not discriminating between the Kindle device and the Kindle Fire device, but they really are two different devices completely. Well, there's several places where it says that for different systems, like Dracula is another one. It's for another one for Goths, it says. If you're un, mm -hmm. that's, you're interested in that. And Plato, the Republic, it says, uh, is what you download. Or you download the Metamorphosis. Uh, uh, it says uh, free on Apple Books, 77 cents on Amazon Kindle. Then there's Hamlet, Romeo, and Juliet, Shakespeare. Now, that's just one book, but it's there. 
Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, Pride and Prejudice, Emma, The Communist Manifesto. It's just it's going through all kinds of different stuff. Federalist Papers, if you're into that. War and Peace, you know. So it's an interesting article. Uh, I'll just send it to you. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I'm doing a search for like Frankenstein apps. See what you make of it. Of course, anyway. the problem is is that uh, most of them are uh, references to the book Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Once I got further down, where that they were just specific books, I began to think that's what it was about. You know. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Amazon Kindle has a thing called Amazon Kindle Unlimited that you can also uh, subscribe to, and I think it's it's less than ten dollars a month, and that allows you to download uh, thousands of their books, and you can have up to ten of them downloaded at any given point in time, and then if you want another one, you just you know uh, delete the one off your device and download the next one, and so if you're a voracious reader. Um, that's also a good deal for a lot of people. You know, I, I mentioned the library a while ago, and uh, I'm thinking, what's a, what's wrong with me? I just sort of forgot about it for some for so long. Uh, I've been moved for three years, but I'm still in the zone of, of the library that I belong to. But I got on that for uh, a week or two. I was just fascinated with all the stuff. Uh, and in fact, you can check out books even there if you wanted to, and then go pick them up. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, you could get a lot of stuff that was already be, been converted uh, for free right on the, yeah. on the uh, download, you know. So uh, I think I'm going to get back on there and see what I can find because it's just been too long, you know. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that I clicked on the link here that says free on Amazon Kindle. It takes you to the Amazon store. And says if you're a member of Kindle Unlimited, it's free to download. Otherwise, it's two ninety nine. Ah, so that's so what they were. They were just giving yeah. you links to specific books. That's why they had all those books in there. Like Frankenstein, is I, yeah. you can read if you're if you're a member of Kindle Unlimited, you can read Frankenstein for free. Ah, uh, I got you. But if you want to buy it and have it digitally yours, it's three bucks. Yeah. Well, most you know. cases, people don't want to keep this stuff. Once they read it, they're not going to go back. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny. I think some of these classics like this, you might want to read it and keep it, but you'd probably want it as a hardcover version to set on your bookshelf and say, you know, hey, I, I read these classics. You yeah. know? Um, <laughs> well, but not, not, if, my, not my bookshelves. They're all full, and the books are piling up. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too, right? <laughs> yeah. So... That sounded funny to me. You say you want to put them in your books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know, it's funny. I, f I find that when I'm reading for fun, I don't mind using the Kindle books at all and the e-books. But when I'm reading something that I have to study, like if it's a technical book or something to do with like programming or something like that, I prefer to have a piece of paper in front of me, that kind of book. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's about the only but, time I buy a paper book, though, is if I need if I if it's something I'm I'm you know researching or reading for, for, increased learning in a specific area. 
Now, some people would say, oh, that's because you go in and highlight the important parts or, or annotate in your book. I never write in a book. Didn't do it through college. Drove me nuts when I would see people who would sit down with a highlighter and start highlighting in a book and writing stuff in the in the shoulders that I don't do it. For whatever reason, it's just it's just it's like, you know, combing your hair the wrong way on a dog or something. It just or fingers on a chalkboard. Well, it bothers me. Well well, you know, I have done that on on downloaded books. Uh, because then you can you can collect the whole set of highlights. Right. So, you know, you can see now a condensed version of this book that you customized for your own use. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was kind of cool. But I've only well, done you know, it once. In Amazon, if you, if you uh, get a Kindle book, one of the options is you can go in and say, show me the most highlighted portions. And it will then highlight them for you. And so you can see what other people have highlighted. And then you can decide whether you want to oh. highlight that or not. Oh, well, that's interesting. So yeah. you can, you know, so if you're studying, that can be very helpful. Oh yeah, here's here's a way to cram it in reading, read, read for a half hour instead of three hours, right? Yeah, here's the consensus <laughs> as to what the most important things are in this book. They've been highlighted by the, you know, just by sheer numbers. This is most people have highlighted this stuff. Yeah, well, on average, that probably works out really well. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like if you just showed me, just show me what important. Bob highlighted. I don't know if I trust Bob, but if you show me what the world highlighted, and average right. it out, then you kind of go, okay, that's probably the, the on by and large, the right it's, things, right? Sure, they won't be perfect, but get get right. close. Right, but it's a good place to start, and then you go through and and uh, right. decide whether you want to keep or not keep some of the stuff, and some of it you probably don't want to keep because you just happen to know that particular area better than others, right? And so you say, well, I got this, so I don't need to highlight this. But this other yeah. stuff, oh, wow, I hadn't even thought about that. I better read that better, you know, more closely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, on a, another technology article uh, for Microsoft. Surface 8 rumored to boast 120 hertz display and swappable solid-state drives. Cool. Well, the 120 hertz display—they're catching up to the Apple people finally. Um, that's what I was thinking. But yeah. the swappable drives—that's interesting, you know—and that's yeah. something that Apple has just shunned completely because it, it 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 takes away from the beautiful lines on their devices. Yep. Yep. But and, but that uh, that's a that's an attractive sales point though. I yeah. Mean, I think there's a that. whole bunch of people in the world who say, yeah, I get it. That's what Apple likes to do. But I would like to be able to pop out the hard drive and pop in a new one. Yeah. Quite frankly, Absolutely. I think there's a whole bunch of people who would still like to be able to pop out the battery and pop in a new one. Right. You know, Apple's <laughs> Apple's never done that, but other other manufacturers did, and they all kind of followed Apple. I, I think that there's a market for somebody like a Samsung or, or whomever to say, hey, our phones are going to allow you to replace the battery again. Yeah. You by, don't have to carry way, that big chunky battery case just have an extra battery you know in your in your briefcase or your purse and grab it and snap it on when you're ready to go and anyway on the september 22nd that's two days from now microsoft is having a, a surface event and will show off the upcoming surface duo and latest leaks suggest that may be the next installment into the pro lineup and some tasty new specs so anyway it's uh Key features in, rumored in this leak is a 13-inch displays, 120 hertz refresh rate, a spec, uh, yep, 
we've yet to see on any Surface devices. So it's yeah. a rumor. Well, you know, Apple announced, pre-announced a year ago the Surface <laughs> Duo. And then yeah. nothing happened for a long time. I thought it was a pretty cool-looking device, so we'll see if it actually uh, shows up. Sounds like you got a friend who's saying, I want some attention. I do, yeah. Hey, baby, what you up to? <laughs> she says, She says I'll participate in this show. I'm not very high-tech, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway. Uh, you know what? I saw a device on the commercial the other day, and I looked into it, and it was a little uh, thing that has dog treats. And when your dog comes over and barks at it, it shoots a treat out to them. So, like, when you're not there, the dogs can get a treat. Yeah, I, thought, I saw That's, that, too. I, I thought it looked cute, but then I realized all it is is a device to train your dog to bark. And I went, right. nope, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say I give them right. a treat if they've been silent for an hour. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. That, that that withholds treats if they bark. Uh-huh. We need one of those. Yeah. I thought the idea was cute, but then when I started realizing what it's actually doing, it was like, oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to encourage barking. <laughs> By the way, did you watch the Emmys last night? No, we started the show with that. I did not watch the Emmys. I was watching a football game. Oh yeah, we both were. So anyway. uh I, I see where Apple uh, Ted Lasso made history as the first streaming surface show with an Emmy win for outstanding comedy series. Uh, yeah, yeah. I read a couple articles. Oh, excuse me. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I read a couple articles this morning saying that there was there was a big win there for them and that the um, uh, the uh, you know I, I by the way I, I want to correct myself real quick. I said that they didn't really ship the Surface Duo after they announced it. This is the Surface Duo, too. Apparently, they did ship the Surface Duo, which is sort of like, opens like a book. It folds in half. It's two screens and folds in half. And then you, if you open oh. it laptop-wise, the bottom screen becomes a keyboard for you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I yeah. guess I wasn't even aware that they finally did ship the Surface Duo because I know it didn't happen initially or there was some issue with it. And in yeah, fact, they, they backed off. Here. Well, they were also going to do the, um, they had a dual screen uh, phone that they were going to sell that was like a fold in half screen. And that, I guess that's the one that didn't ship. Um, how, mu- how much do they get for those things? Do you know? There's nothing in this article about price. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think, because I think that was the issue is they were pretty pricey. Um, but if they're getting ready to ship a Surface Duo, the, two, the Surface Duo may be discounted somewhere. Surface Duo 128 gigabyte is on sale for 699 at the Microsoft Store and Best Buy. So it's 699. And they closed, they closed all those I read just yesterday. The Microsoft all, stores? All, all Microsoft stores are closed. Yeah, I think they're talking online store here, so I, I'm sure they still sell online. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I um I I, I, don't, I don't know if that article was permanent close or maybe a COVID related thing or what. Yeah. Yeah, they have a 128 and 256 gigabyte version available at Best Buy, and uh, 6.99 for the 128, and uh, 7.49 for 
So 50 bucks more, you get twice as much memory. That's probably the better way to go. Because mm -hmm. more is better. Yeah. So, anyway, it's something that escaped my view. I don't normally look at that, but I, I went into a mishmash of the technology area yeah. here on, on this, and I was seeing some things that uh, I don't normally look at. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it was an interesting device, but not at the $1,200 that it was originally selling at. At $699 and $749, I think it's a more interesting device. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, we were talking about cars the other day that had, uh, what, 500-mile range? Oh, I yeah, just... yeah, the, the Lucid uh, battery. Yeah. Well, did, thing. We, yeah. did we talk about that online? I, think, I thought we did. I thought we kind of uh, but, talked about it. We learned a lot more after the fact, though, because we, we did some more investigating about how do they get that. And it seems yeah. to be a combination of materials and newer battery technology and, uh, uh, you know, weight management. There's just a whole bunch of stuff that goes into getting more mileage. Well, but let, it, let, 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 me, let me really shake your, uh, your uh, idea of long range here. Range extended electric four wheel drive expedition vehicle claims 4,350 mile range. It's a four wheel drive. Wow. And it's, it's a UK fairing is the company is gearing to build up, build electric vehicles for cross continental explorers. That's not going to be a cheap one. Yeah. It looks like a monster. Uh, it says, uh, go anywhere brick outhouse of a thing designed for monster range figures under the most extreme circumstances on earth <laughs> electric vehicles how about that cyber trucks may well be good well and good for average camping trip but they're not designed for the kinds of extreme treatment the pioneer wants to take on a low emissions alternative for explorers adventurers and emergency services teams so huh. it's, it's a very expe special truck. It's not going to be general yeah. marketed. But, uh, yeah, but still, that's nuts. It, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> anyway, basically, the big thing is it's just, it says, for weather temperatures, it's just shy of an Antarctic winter. You know, so, I mean, you extreme cold uh, temperatures and stuff. So... Somehow, the battery packs, I guess they warm themselves up and they don't have any problem. Although I thought electrics sometimes had problems in cold. In cold. Yeah. Well, that's because they use some of their energy to create heat. Yeah. But, but here, this guy As opposed to powering motors. Yeah. If we're going to get 4,000 miles, they don't want to use that for anything but mileage, do they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Kind of cool, though. Yeah. You know, so anyway, always, always something in yeah. the tech world, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, they can build batteries that uh, use decaying nuclear material that'll go forever. I mean, then you never, ever have to charge up. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. realistically, it's just then you have a bunch of then you just have a bunch of cars driving around with, you know, you know, decaying nuclear material. in them. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to set a record, you just put some wheels on this battery. <laughs> It, and voila. It, drive it down the road, right? Yeah. Well, as we discovered with the Lucid, uh, the uh, a good key to that one was making a sucker aerodynamic. Yeah. So, you know. 
Yeah, although they all do that these days. I don't know that that one was any more aerodynamic than, say, like the Teslas or, you know, your average Ford even. They, they you know, everything is built in wind tunnels. That's why cars all look like, you know, giant metal blisters. Well, they, they look more like uh, things, but, you know, if you really want to get aerodynamic, look at an airplane, you know? I mean, yeah. that's, that's built for wind, right? Yeah. So yeah. cars don't, I, don't quite look like airplanes, you know? No, but I mean, they, you know, they've more and more things, you know, they don't have antennas that stick out and catch the wind anymore. They don't have door handles. They're all flat now. You know, I mean, it's just more and right. more stuff that has happened over a long period of time because of work in wind tunnels to make cars slipperier through the air rolling down the road. You know, yeah. when you're driving 10 miles an hour around your neighborhood, it doesn't matter. But when you get out onto the highway and you're going 70, um, it's significant. <laughs> Of course, that doesn't really jibe with the uh, advent of SUVs becoming the dominant vehicle now, right? Because they, just by nature, sit up higher and have a boxier look to them. Yeah. So, anywho. I see see here, uh, uh, just a line here. Parents in China log rule limiting video game time for kids. So you just, the clock sets on there and... You don't even need to monitor it anymore. It takes care of itself. Oh, yeah. They passed, a, they passed a national law saying the kids are limited. Yeah. Yeah. So you, the, the device or the game manufacturers have to have built into their system a shutoff saying, you've played long enough. <laughs> Boy, talk about uh, driving people out of your country, you know. We'll tell you how much time you can oh, do this. But you've got guys standing at the border with guns that don't allow people to leave. you got to stay. <laughs> you know what, though? Well, I, I think it's a, it's a matter of societal uh, uh, opinions, you know? I mean, in yeah. our country, that wouldn't fly because we, we kind of go like, you don't tell me what to do. I'm free. They don't, they've don't. Yeah. they never had that there. They, they, it's not part of their psyche. And so what they look at yeah. it is, is, hey, thank goodness the government's doing something. They're taking care of this for us. You know, it's, it's you know, yeah. you're saying it's lauded. Parents like it. So it's, it's, yeah, that's right. It's just a different attitude. Yeah. You know, I always wonder about it. I have a bunch of the, the school that I teach at or I, that I coach at uh, has a bunch of Chinese nationals that come over here to go to school and get a, an American education so they can get into an American college. And I wonder after spending time here, what their thoughts are about, politics here versus politics at home do kids really care about politics i don't know that they do but by the time they get into college they maybe are starting to think about it they're probably too young at at, uh at the high school age to care yeah by the time they get into college that's when they're starting to think about you know the world outside themselves a little bit more and you know and that's when you'll start forming some some political ideologies um yeah, so I'm curious as to, to that. I've never engaged any of them in a political conversation because, you know, it's not yeah. part of coaching swimming. So it's not a topic that we go into very much. But uh, um, but I'm curious. One of these days, if one of them seems to want to talk about that, I'll, I'll bring it up and see what they think. Yeah. So, Hey, the Porsche that was used in the movie Risky Business that Tom Cruise drove sold for $2 million. Yeah. And and that's a uh, two year older version of the same Porsche that I have. Is, Mine's huh? not worth two million dollars because Tom Cruise didn't drive it. Well, tell him somebody somebody more important drove it though. Yeah, 
Apparently, uh, they had like three that they used in the movie. There was one that was just basically a shell of a car. That one they dumped into Lake Michigan. But that this is the yeah. one that they drove most of the time in the movie. They had this one and a backup. And for those who don't remember the movie, they drove a 19... Oh, this is even older than mine. It's a 1979 Porsche 928. Mine's an 83S. Theirs is a 928, a regular 928. Uh, but it yeah. sold for $1.98 million, uh, which sets a record for the model. It's the most expensive 928 ever sold. Huh. It's a V8-powered, front-engine, water-cooled coupe. It was called the Hero Car for exterior shots with crews behind the wheel. And it looks beautiful. I mean, it's obviously been maintained and is in really good shape. It's actually yeah. in much better shape than mine. So there's there's the difference between mine and the and the multi thousand dollar one. They show an interior shot. Looks like it just rolled off the lot, brand new. Looks really good. Yeah, I see uh, several places that have uh, have uh, published articles on that Surface Pro leak. One of them with a lot of Chinese characters all over it can't read it <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah the Porsche had, was sold in 2012 for $49,000 49000 hmm? yeah in 2012 they said it would be worth less than 80000 if not for its prominence the high bid yeah. at the Barrett Jackson was 1.8 with auction fees pushing the final to uh, 1.98 but you know I, I don't think and I'm, I'm going back to comments by somebody on the uh, Antiques Roadshow uh-huh. that when it comes to history, it depends how important that person becomes throughout their career. You know, sure, uh, yeah. Like go- government figures are always more important than polit- than actors and stuff. Pretty much, there's, there's, there's a few exceptions, but uh, yeah. Well, just like you said, it depends. I mean, you know, Tom Cruise went on to be one of the leading box office draws for his entire life, you know, and this was like yeah. his second movie or third movie. Um, yeah. you know, so, I mean, it, it clearly had an impact on the value of this vehicle, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's banking on, on him being more famous than, than he is now, you know? Yeah. But you think about it, 2012. So less than 10 years ago, it sold for $50,000. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yep. Yeah. Usually, uh, when they uh, get some kind of a historical thing on the Antiques Roadshow, it's it's paperwork that had really adds a lot of value. Doc documentation is what they look for from history perspective. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And signatures, autographs. Well, it's funny. They said the signatures of risky, risky business actors Bronson Pinchot, Joe Pantaleone, Curtis Armstrong, and Francine Locke can be found within. But it's up to the new order to talk down to track down Tom Cruise for his autograph because he didn't sign it. Oh. So some of the people on the movie signed the car, but he didn't. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's that's a that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. For the owner, you know. Yeah. Because. He's you know, the reason that, it's worth that much, not the other guys in the movie. Yeah, he sat, he sat here, you know? Yeah. But well, by having those movie, other signatures, they, then you kind of have proof that it is that car. Right, right. And in the movie documents his use of the car. Right. So. Yeah. 
So, so by having those signatures, you can say, yes, this is that, that car that you see him driving in, in the movie. So apparently, and this is, this is something I had read, um, previously about this is that at the time he was friends with Sean Penn, who was not in the movie, but Sean Penn visited the set. And when you see him pulling out of the driveway and driving the car, there's two people sitting in the car, but you can just see them in silhouette. The guy in the passenger seat is Sean Penn. Oh, so anyway, I think they're pretty cars. I've got one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, mine is not in the greatest shape in the world. Needs some work on it, but uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Definitely not worth $2 million. You value the enjoyment and you get something out of it. Yeah. And quite honestly, mine's not worth very much if I were to go sell it anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, This is interesting. There's an article I just found. It says AI can write code like humans, bugs and all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They can be as bad as we are. Just what we wanted. You know, but, but the question is, how good are they and how, you know, how, what can they do yeah. to improve it? You know, true. Yeah. And it's, but it's one of those things that they'll get better and better, you know, just like a human. Right. But they never get old, unlike humans, yeah. so they can continue to get better. Yeah. The um, yeah, exactly. At some point, whatever perfected is. Something we haven't talked about is the fact that today iOS 15 and iPad OS 15 will ship. Uh, rumor has it that it's going to happen in about 27 minutes. Is that right? Yeah. About 10 o'clock well, we, Pacific Coast time, it'll be available for download. Now, uh, that get, makes me think about uh, the issue that Apple has of uh, checking your photos and all of that. You know, they've got the, uh, everybody's arms up. And yeah, they said they some s- active promotion to discourage people from downloading this. Stuff. Apple, Apple Apple has said that they're not going to do that at this point. They're going to sit back and take a look at it and make some and make some changes to the to the what they had proposed as a process. So they'll assure us that it's not in there. Huh? That's what they said. It's not in there to start with. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they won't add it at a, at a later update. Yeah. Or activate it at a later update. But, because uh, that that that. Uh, 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 is continuing to be a growing uh, negative yeah. for Apple. You know, it, it's funny because initially I thought it was too, but I have kind of backed off of that because I realized that two things. One is they don't need to scan your photos because the encrypted backups are not, or, or the backups are not encrypted and they're available on iCloud to anybody who wants them. Any legal entity that says they want access to them, Apple will give it to them. And secondly, Apple already scans through all your photos. You know, if you go to if you go to the Apple Photos app and you do a search for dogs, it will show you all your pictures of dogs because it scanned all your photos as you took them and knows what a dog is. You say, I want pictures of, you know, um, possums because I've got pictures of possums from my backyard. Uh, You know, it'll show me my possum pictures. So they've been it, doing this for a long time already. Yeah. And so it's all it's all for naught, right? It's too late. All of this complaining is is not taking into account the fact that Apple has already done this stuff. 
that they're already doing it and providing you with a service by doing it. And everybody thought that was great. And then somebody pointed out, hey, wait a minute, this could be used for bad. And Apple's like, well, it could be, but we haven't used it for bad yet. We're not going to use it for bad in the future. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, if yeah. you don't like it, then then shut off iCloud backup for your photos. Keep all your photos local. Hope that they, you know, back them up locally onto other devices so that you don't lose them, which means you have to manually do a lot of work that most people are never going to do. But if you care about it, that's the way to do it. By the way, uh, I went into uh, my photos the other day, and I go back to a whole bunch of stuff on iCloud, and I believe gradually my photos are disappearing from iCloud. And I don't know if it's because of a storage issue. They've never told me I need to pay for more storage if I want to keep these photos. But I can't go back and find all of my photos from most of 2000 to 2010. Huh. And there's never been any word said about it. But if I go back, it, it, it just <laughs> tell it every photo, you know, all photos. Bingo. Right. They're not there. And, you know, that's the years that we traveled a lot. I had a lot of photos. Now, right. A lot of those photos, I believe, from that era, were not automatically taken on the camera and therefore uploaded to the cloud. They were photos that I uploaded. So I have those backed up on CDs and DVDs. Uh-huh. But I, they weren't very uh, uh, organized as such. So I probably have lost a lot of, you know, work that I had done getting them organized. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty distraught about that. If you um, go to your iCloud, you can see how much storage you have and how much is available on your. Um, let's see, I'll do. I did it on my Mac. Let me do it on my uh, iPad. Well, I've got my iPhone sitting here. I don't have my iPad in front of me. Um, so, if I go to settings and underneath there is my name and it says Apple ID, iCloud Media, and Purchases, you click on that and then underneath there say iCloud and it's not letting me tap it why is it not letting me tap it uh, it's out. <laughs> oh I have to agree to the new terms and conditions because they've got new terms and conditions lovely oh, okay well, iCloud I, I didn't I didn't I had that come up oh terms and conditions I see you've got to do that First you, have, you, you have to read them and say, okay, I accept. And if you don't do that, it, it won't let you go forward with a lot of stuff. It's forcing you to read your new terms and conditions, which nobody reads. They just say, okay, and then click on okay. Yep. So. Uh, iPads, no, that's not. Where's so iCloud storage? Not iCloud storage, just iCloud. So if, you, if you're now looking at, if you, if you tapped on your Apple ID... Oh, you should yeah, see iCloud Media and Purchases. So you just click on iCloud, and it'll tell you right at the top in a little bar. Yeah, yeah. I got lot of of the two terabyte. I've got nine hundred and forty one gigabytes used. Yeah, so you you got so less, less than, than half got, of it. That's right. So there shouldn't be anything at all missing from what I put up there. Mm-hmm. Nope. And, and I never go in and manage storage. 
that's to delete the stuff, right? That's all that's about. I don't know. Actually, I haven't looked at that off the top of my head. I'll just push on it and see what it says here. But I'll bet you it says, what do you want to do about it? iCloud tells yeah. you how many gigabytes there are. Family usage, change storage plan, whatever. Yeah, it shows you, you know, how much storage lots of your apps are using. So if there's apps that you have on your device, like I do, I have a bunch right. on there that I don't use. I could probably go and delete a bunch of that, but it's not even significant enough to, to, yeah. um, you know, we're talking megabytes instead of gigabytes for most of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, uh, the most of it right now are, is on iCloud is Docs and then photos, and then mail, and then others. I really see mine's the other way around. Photos is the largest thing. And then a thing called family. And what that is, is that's my family's storage because they all back up to the same account because I have a family account. Yeah. And uh, even though I have adult daughters, they're still on my family account. So. Yeah, I, not I noticed that managed storage said family in there somewhere, family usage. Right. Uh, so you're set up as a family. That's me and Sue. And right. So Sue's not using. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so well, me. then you probably should go into her devices and set them up to back up to the family account. Yeah, I probably should. So. Okay, yeah, that tells me something. Yeah, so all of my family's backing up to the family account. All two or three? Four. Four. I have two daughters, a wife, and me. Oh, I, I was thinking about other than you. Well, that's three, <laughs> other than me. But yes, I, I back up to my account as well. I don't back up my messages, I notice. Uh, uh, of all my apps over here, I was just looking at stuff. Uh -huh. If you don't back up your messages, does that mean your messages don't sync between your phone and your iPad? I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's why they don't. Because you're not backing that's them up to they, the iCloud. If you back them up to the iCloud, then they can sync between the two places. Yeah, I just uh, I just turned it on. I'm not sure why I did that, but I just turned it on now. I'll yeah. see if that makes a difference. Probably does. I would imagine it would, because now it's backed up, so now it can then sync it to each device. Yep. Yeah, I noticed mine is backed up there, so. Anyway, wow. uh, you know, there's all these little setup buttons in here, and I, at times I, I get into settings and I'll wonder what something does, so I'll say, I'll try that. Yeah. And, and then I forget that I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? I've done that, too. Yeah, I just checked to see if the new uh, iOS 15 is available, and it says it's not. I'm still on the I'm on the latest version, so gotta wait. I don't know that Apple announced anything, but they usually do it around 10 o'clock, my time. So yeah, we'll see. Are you gonna update as soon as you can, or are you gonna wait and see if any there's articles saying how awful it is? Well, I thought I'd give it a, a day. Yeah. Just, just, I'm not in a hurry. I don't think there's anything on there that's... In fact, uh, Mom usually complains about something every time we upgrade it. You know, there's always something changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll change something. And, 
And it's happened on a couple occasions where they put out an update and then almost immediately had to put out uh, an update to the update because something wasn't quite right. So, uh, mm-hmm. and they usually move pretty quickly, but nonetheless, you need to be aware of it. Yeah, but you're right. I, I don't recall an update that hasn't had a point, point oh or one or whatever it is, uh, or two, you know, shortly thereafter, something. Once you get it to the mass audience, they find out that people complain. Hey, I just saw a message came in on my uh, my message down here. Uh huh. And and so they're getting added in, downloading messages from iCloud. It even says. Ha ha! You're syncing them up. Cool. Syncing them up. How about that? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I wish there was a way of knowing, but which one is which? I, I know. I guess what it is is that if they were uh, a phone number, then they were from the phone. And if they were uh, uh, an email address, then they were from, uh, then they were on the iPad. Uh-huh. It's probably how it separated. Does that yeah, matter where it came from? No, no. It's just that. I see a lot of phone numbers here now that I didn't see uh, before. Gotcha. And I've had an ongoing problem with messages for a long time in that some, for, for whatever reason, it, it will forget even family names. You know, yours is okay most of the time, but I like Tobin doesn't show up. I have one that goes to you and Tobin. Tobin's just his phone number, you know? Yeah. Haley's is almost always phone numbers. I, I don't know what her phone number is, so I don't know which message comes from Haley. But it doesn't like do the cross reference to your contacts to That's get right. that right. And and I forgot how to do it. It's, it's 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 something you can do, but it doesn't last. You know. Kind of a pain, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it makes it less useful. And, you know, it doesn't help that you can go to the top of the message to get the stuff because it's just phone numbers up there, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's, here's uh, Tobin and I and three phone numbers. And there's three more, Scott says. Yeah. So who those people are, I don't know. <laughs> that's That's an annoyance. I've not heard yeah. that one before. I'm not quite sure how to. Well, how I to suspect deal with that. this. I suspect this one from Tobin, and the reason I selected it is that it's it's one with uh, Barry Lowenstein, a guy I used to work with on there. But it's also uh, other others of his friends, you know, that I don't have. I don't even know them. Oh they, well, yeah. Know? If you don't have them in your in your uh, book, book your contacts, then there's no way for them for it to know who that is all that knows is it's a number yeah and and that's kind of common yeah uh, for phone numbers you know well if there's if they if they have an iphone and they're using iMessage to contact you then it sends the contact information along with it but if they're just using texting sms because they have an android phone then you're out of luck you just get a phone number yeah See here, I got one here even with mom in it, you know, and and the other other thing about my phone numbers is sometimes they get 
whopper jawed and they would they don't even display right you know you're supposed to have parentheses around the first three and then the next three numbers in a dash before you get the last four uh-huh. uh, a lot of times i will have a plus one in front of it and other times i don't have a plus one in front of it and that's a country number right and if that's in front of it then then it doesn't know to look it up as a phone number that's interesting. So I got to got to get rid of the plus ones, you know. And they're all over. I mean, I just see them all the time. Hmm. And where how those get in there, I don't know. The problems with messaging, man. Yes. What a mess this is. Mess so. with messaging. By the way, that hobo picture you sent me to start with, did, did you see my updates to that? Uh, that yeah. I found? Yeah. Yeah, no, I read the articles that you found. One of them was basically just a republishing of the article that I had gotten the picture from. Uh, yeah. But the other one added a little bit of information to it. So, yeah, it's interesting. We're talking about um, an old chain that used to be called Hobo Joe's that I guess was started in Tex- or Arizona or Texas, something like that. Anyway, it was around the Southland. And we had a Hobo Joe's in Alamogordo, New Mexico, where um, we lived at the time. And I just remember, I saw I saw the article, and they, show, they showed a picture of the Hobo statue that used to go out front, sort of like the way Bob's Big Boys have the big, you know, big boy standing out front. So I shared that. Yeah. And and the picture was kind of fuzzy. So I, I just kind of liked the picture, except that I wanted a clearer a fuzziness bothers me. <laughs> so anyway I went searched for Hobo Joe's and, and found uh, some interesting articles about the history of the place and how they went yeah. out of business and all that so yeah you're right the photo was not uh, not the best photo in the world yeah so it's just me you know, it's not just me it's Katie also she expressed that to me she's bugs her she says don't show me a picture that's fuzzy <laughs> yeah well and i just grabbed the photo that was there so it was you know a screen grab right but you're right they should not have published in an article a picture of a photo that was not sharp especially no. at the, when it are available online just go look for it you know for the yeah campers. yeah well katie having been a photography student of mine um, that gets under her skin. In fact, I, I sent a, a picture of the um, the possum from the backyard, and oh. and her comment was, "Don't use a flash." She likes natural light photography. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I I came back to her and said, "I didn't use a flash. I was holding a flashlight." <laughs> so I had him in the flashlight when I took the picture without a flash. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, are the uh, are the new iPhones shipping yet? With that uh, that uh, video feature, that the optical image, or the the, the what they call it, the um, the focus thing. Yeah. The yeah. Focus thing. Uh, I think do they ship this morning or do they ship on the twenty fourth? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I I was thinking about taking a. a uh, drive down to the shopping mall and go into the Apple store. I've not, I've never done that, but I've got my electric scooter that I can get in there. Friday, September twenty fourth. And I thought, you know, once they're shipping, they'll have them in the stores. Absolutely. And, uh, 
and yeah. then I could go in and kind of take a look at some of these things. All four i13 iPhone 13 models will begin arriving to customers and launch in stores on Friday, September 24th. Oh, 24th. Yeah. So iOS, okay. and that's typical. They usually ship the iOS update first, and yeah. then they ship the devices a few days later. So in this case, the uh, it's supposed to be available in seven minutes and thirty seconds. Oh, the uh, software. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've almost talked our way to uh, 10 o'clock my time, which is what, 1 o'clock your time? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's getting close. Well, so. we might as well hang in there for another seven minutes and see if we can download it. Although the last couple times, it's like for me at least, it was not available right, right at 10 o'clock, sometimes 15 or 20 minutes afterwards that, you know. And yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen anything from Apple saying that that's what they're going to do. They said yeah. today. They didn't say... You know, at ten o'clock. So anyway, I was just going to suggest that we're pretty much run out of stuff. <laughs> we have at least I can. I, I I've done flipping through the pages and thought, well, yeah. we've covered the. Well, the next major week things. we can talk about how much we liked or didn't like the upgrades to uh, to uh, um, iOS fifteen, and. Uh, and what we thought about it, both on iPhone and iPad, because between now and then, I'm sure it'll happen. So. Yep. Okay, and I'm I'm suspecting that I'll download it pretty quick. Yeah, I usually get yeah. it at least on one of my devices. I get it first day, just so I can play with it and see what I think about it and talk about it. Curiosity so. killed the cat, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I live on the bleeding <laughs> edge, so so everybody else doesn't have to. That's how I look at it. I always justify it. It's like, yeah, I downloaded day of, and if there's problems, I go through those problems so that my friends don't have to. So those yeah. of you who listen don't have to. You can wait and hear and make sure everything's safe and sound. And, like, I update, and but I don't update my wife, and I don't tell my daughters to update until after I know that there aren't any issues with it. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's... It's one thing for me to knowingly do that. It's another thing for somebody who's not particularly, you know, they don't play with technology because they like technology. They use their phone because they want to use their phone. And so they don't want a new yeah. feature that's, they won't say, hey, this is a cool new feature and I don't mind that it messed up these other three things. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and yeah. done that more than once. So I remember yeah. an upgrade to the iPhone 4 where it disconnected phone calls. Oh, and really? yeah, and I downloaded the update and then regularly had phone calls hang up after, you know, randomly 15 seconds, 30 seconds into the phone call. Huh. That was a pain. Yeah. And it, it got better like a subsequent update later that week. But man, initially it was like, do not install this update. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but it's been a long time yeah. since I've had an, an update that went that bad early on. So. Anyway, why don't we wrap this up? You can go get some lunch, and I will go get some breakfast, and we'll start Enjoy the upgrade the rest process. Of your yeah, have a good one. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And if you like what you hear, please uh, give us a five star rating on your um, podcast app. By the way, we're available now on Spotify. So if you listen to your podcasts on Spotify, you can listen to us there as well, um, or you can use the Apple Podcast app or any that you like because we're available all over the place. Thanks for joining us. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye.